Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeinua Moreniké and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Hello blessed people, it's another day, it's another episode. We thank God for getting us here because this is quite late that I'm uploading and there is an entire story behind it but I'm just grateful to God that I'm finally able to record. I just have to keep my voice low so I don't disturb everyone else. But today we're talking about peace and I know I've discussed peace on this podcast before. Like I think, okay, my first ever episode was on peace but then that was to do with inner peace, developing peace, walking in peace this episode is about being an agent of peace. I have no idea what I'm going to title this episode, first of all. But at first I was led to do this episode or something similar to this. And then I was kind of off and on about it because I wasn't for sure what I wanted to discuss. And then I noticed that a lot of people around me in this season have been going through things related to conflict and you know, bumping heads with people and having disagreements with people. And this is happening to like five people very close to me. And I'm thinking, this can't be a coincidence. You know, you're thinking about doing this topic. People have been coming to you with issues or discussing issues with you relating to this topic. And I think it's about time we talk about it. Being an agent of peace. Let's get into it, guys. Right, first of all, I want to clear the fact that the desire we should have as Christians for most of the time is to be an agent of peace. Second Timothy 2.23, Paul admonishes us, he says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, for you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not to resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, 26, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So here Paul is telling telling us that in any situation we are in, of course we're human beings, one, and the fact that we're Christians means we will face conflict. We are in the world, not of the world. We're in a world where everything that is promoted is against our beliefs. The majority of social norms and the things people think and do are against the Christian beliefs. The things that are typically glorified in the media are against Christian beliefs. And so over 50% of the time, you will have different views to people that you're surrounded by because most people you're surrounded by are not Christians. And the thing is, your mindset towards this conversation matters because you can only control what you do. You cannot control what the other person does. You have no control over their response. And so when you get into any form of controversial discussion and you really realize in the second party, the opposing party is getting riled up, is starting to act in an aggressive manner, you as the agent of peace, it is then your job to tranquilize the situation because you can't control what the other person is doing. One, two, the other person doesn't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have the level of self-control you have access to. You have the fruit of the Spirit or you're developing the fruit of the Spirit. The key thing is the fruit of the Spirit. One thing I learned, there's a time um, I, was, I wasn't I was going to school and I was on break for a while and I was going to 
my grandma's Bible study because she goes to our church, but then she goes to like another weekly Bible study called my grandma loves church. So she goes to another weekly Bible study and I went with her. And one thing that I learned from there, I mean, I've remembered everything, but I learned that key thing is fruit of the spirit, meaning that it's an, a wholesome, it's like a range of things, but it makes up one fruit, meaning that having peace, having patience, having love, kindness is one fruit. So if you love someone, you also expect to have self-control. You also expect to be patient with them, to be kind with them. All of those encompass a fruit of the Spirit. And you have access to those fruits through the Holy Spirit. The opposing party doesn't. Now, let's assume the opposing party is Christian, right? That means you both have a common goal. Maybe things are just getting heated. But in a situation where you have the opportunity to tranquilize the situation, to bring reason, do so. And if you're realizing reason cannot be brought to this person then as paul said after gently instructing them in the hope that god will grant them repentance then as paul said the only thing you can do is hope they'll come to their senses that's the that's the only thing you can do because if you continue to be an agent of conflict if you continue to add fuel to the fire if you allow your pride to keep you from having peace you then become a peace breaker and not a peace maker Maybe that's why I'll title the episode. Because what makes you different from people of the world if you are reacting the same way as them, as an unbeliever? And one thing I don't like, especially in situations, is when people dictate how you respond. I remember having a conversation with my sister where I said, you can't control how other people respond. All you can control is your response. And sometimes when you are in conflict with someone and you're realizing that this person has is taking it way out of hand and you're noticing that they're doing things or saying things that you can discern that will eventually lead to a fight or, you know, an angry squabble or something that will push you to get angry and say or do something that will be sinful. You can't control how that person acts, but you can control your response to how they act. But immediately you allow their actions induce your response. They have control over your emotions. They have power over you. You should never give people the access, the authority to dictate your reactions. You should never allow Satan, never give him the foothold to make you sin. Now, shall I tell you another side of things? You can't always have peace with people. Matthew 10, 34, Jesus said... Do not think I've come, Amplified Bible, I like the way he said, do not think I've come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword of division between belief and unbelief. Jesus said he has not come to bring peace, but a sword of division between belief and unbelief. That's Matthew 10, 34. Do you know where it also baffles me? Because as it's saying that, we also know where in Isaiah 9, 6, where it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is Isaiah 9, 6. This is where they were prophesying about Jesus. And they said he'd be the Prince of Peace. So then you could beg to, to you know question ah they said jesus would be the prince of peace jesus then said i did not come to bring peace where what's going on i'd be as christians are we supposed to not bring peace are we supposed to be peacemakers peace breakers but then i think this is where paul gives us perspective romans 12 18 says if it is possible let me read that again if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. In other words, 
you yourself, your ambition, your desire should always be to be a peacemaker. That's when it's based on you. But we live in a world where people actively fight against your beliefs because you're a believer. They will actively look for unrest because you're a believer. They'll actively want to bring lack of peace because they are unbelievers. And so that's where Jesus said, if it's up to me, I'm the prince of peace as far as it depends on me. But you guys don't want peace. And I'm going to divide the peace breakers and the peacemakers. That itself will make me an agent of unrest. Not based on me, based on me. My definition, my character, my attribute is prince of peace as it depends on you, as Paul said. But as we said before, we can't control how other people react. Even if I come with the mindset of peace, the world does not want peace. The world does not want rest. It comes with its battles, its arguments, its conflict. The number of times I've sensed an argument whenever I have my beliefs and I express my beliefs and I sense that someone automatically takes offense and they want to pick a fight with me. And of course, my desire is not to fight with anyone. But that person is, comes of an aggressive behavior. They want to disagree with me. They want to actively fight against what I believe in. And in that case, that's not dependent on me. That has nothing to do with me. They bring the unrest and I will cause the division. I will, I will create the division. Because I'm not going to say because I want to be a peacemaker, I'm going to, you know, change the way I think. I'm going to try and, you know, lie about my beliefs. So I'm going to try and pacify them by agreeing with them. I don't do that. If my beliefs are going to cause unrest, so be it. Because there's not much that will change the way I believe. But as Paul said, as it depends on you. And unrest doesn't mean that you should be arguing with everyone. We have to know that this is a very sensitive thing as believers. Paul was admonishing the Corinthian church when he was saying in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3, 1, that brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. Tell me why he said that. He said, because I gave you, this is verse 2, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. Tell me why. Verse 3, you are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling, keyword, among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? Now, this is disagreements within the church. Here's the difference. This is quarreling within the church. The thing that makes you quarrel with outsiders should be the fact that you guys have a divided faith. And that's why Jesus said he did not come to bring peace, but to divide belief and unbelief. So within believers, there should be absolutely no reason there is no peace. And if there is no peace amongst you guys who are believers, there is a problem. If there's no peace amongst believers, there is a problem. Because even within the body of Christ, we have people who are children. We have people who say and do things out of immaturity. We have people who still have the mindsets of the world. Because what Jesus, from what Jesus said, the thing that should be bringing unrest or un- lack of peace is the division between the world and Christ. So if there's division within the church, there must be attributes of the world filtering into the church. It must be pride. It must be jealousy. There are things that are not of God that have been allowed to enter the body of Christ to cause division. And that's why he said they're still worldly. Why are you guys arguing? People of the world do that. That's fine. We and people of the world may even do that because of our division of faith. But within the body of Christ, there should be peace. Because every one of us are called to be agents of peace. So why would there be quarreling amongst agents of peace? And I understand this can be hard, especially within the body of Christ. Because realistically, I don't 
you know, most people that I'm surrounded by, even if I'm going to argue with someone, there's a higher chance it would be someone within the body of Christ because those are the people I surround myself by. And so it can be maybe even painful to have issues with your fellow brother or sister. But there are times you're going to have to put your pride aside and let the situation dissolve. There are times somebody within the body of Christ can do something to offend you or hurt you. And you are tempted to keep it. You are tempted to allow that emotion to fester and grow and form malice against that person. And that is a dangerous thing to do. Within your, we're talking about within the church now. I'm outside the church. We've gone to that. I may go back to that. But within the body of Christ, it's a dangerous thing to have malice against your brother or sister. Romans 14, 19 says, Let us therefore make every effort, every effort, to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Every effort. If it means you going to apologize to that person, that's every effort. If it means you being offended, let go of that situation and submit that person onto God's hands. That's every effort. But you going to different people in your church, just in about the person. You going to different people in your unit, just in about the person. Ranting about the person. But you go to different people gossiping about the person. It's not doing every effort to lead to peace. And you're not edifying the person, you're edifying yourself. You may never bring the situation up to the person. It may be something, a disagreeing point that may never come to a mutual agreement. But as an agent of peace, you can choose as far as it depends on you. You can do every effort to make peace, to do at least a peace and mutual edification. You can choose to be like, you know what? Don't even have to come back and forgive me. I've let it go. It's no big deal. The person can even come back to forgive you and you'll be like, ah, really? I've, me, I've, I've left it all. I've dropped it at the feet of my father. I've dropped you and your wahala at the feet of my father because I have chosen to be an agent of peace. When I go out into the world at hand, that's when we can start saying, how are we going to manage these people who have divided beliefs? But within the church, within the church, it's very important that we hold on to that peace of God. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came for us to be in unity, in peace, to have unity in peace. Ephesians 4, 1-3 says, Therefore I, the prison of the Lord, this is Paul, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another. By the way, this one another is within the body of Christ, in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace within the church of god that unity that jesus brings the peace that the prince of peace brings do everything in your power to preserve it you know the thing is it doesn't even just say that oh we should it's a calling for us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling it's part of your calling okay so we've discussed within the church right let's quickly branch to without the church and then you know i need to get to editing so i can get this episode out for you guys on time <laughs> right so without outside the church let's give some practical tips on handling conflict so um paul said that unrest fighting quarrels all that stuff is wordly he also said don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments here's something that i usually do when i'm arguing with someone with or outside the body of christ but specifically outside the body of christ someone who does not have the fruit of the spirit someone who does not want to come to um uh common ground someone who they're not looking for peace or rest they want to fight they want to argue this person has that spirit of argument and your job as a believer to defuse the situation 
when you notice something is getting to a heightened and this is one of the reasons where this is one of the ways to also preserve your own peace right you can't be an agent of destruction an agent of unrest and arguments and expect inner peace but this is a way of also preserving your inner peace when you're realizing a situation is getting to a point where this is not going to be solved and this person seems to be getting more aggressive that's the time for you to walk away now when i say walk away i don't mean just leave the conversation that's disrespectful that's rude i don't care how rude of you know that person is being you yourself you have to make sure that you are acting in a way that is uh, in a way that represents that is worthy of the calling to which you have been called as romans 4 um ephesians 4 told us you must still act as a believer who has self-control who has the spirit of patience of love of kindness and do not allow your pride to make you treat a person as if they're inferior as if what they say doesn't matter it may be silly really what they say may, may not make any sense and it may be very disrespectful and you may have done what you know, second thing we told us to do, which is to generally instruct them, hope that God will grant them repentance and the knowledge of the truth, and they will they'll come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. Now, if you use the mindset that Satan has taken this person captive to do his will, your argument at that time will not solve anything. How many people have ever said, I came to Christ because that person disgraced me? They completely insulted me, and that's what brought me to Christ. That's never been anybody's testimony. If there is, please, somebody should DM me and tell me that that's somebody know has that testimony. But in a practical situation, I've been in the situation recently. I have people that have been in that situation recently where you're seeing this thing is getting too high. Walk away and walk away in the sense that after you've stated their piece, after they have ranted, be like, okay, I, I don't believe this argument is going anywhere. I'm just going to leave this conversation. In your mind, you know that this is going to push you to anger and to eventually sin. That's the thing you just respectfully discard yourself from that situation. I'm going to leave. I'm done with this conversation. Yes, you may not feel that satisfaction that you have won the argument. Because sometimes our pride wants us to stay to win the argument. But all you are doing is feeding into that plan that Satan has for you to cause you to sin. He's luring you in, baiting you, allowing that person to attack your beliefs attack your principles knowing that once that person does that it will push you to get angry and for them to say ah is that not that church girl that's vexing is that not that prayer mama that's vexing is that not that choir girl that is always singing on stage and always bringing down the holy spirit is that not her that is displaying one kind of angry thing and that's exactly what he wants you to do the same way he has trapped them to not have reason to not respond in a way that is respectful or in a way that is reasonable is the same way he wants to trap you Thank God you're a child of God and you recognize his schemes and you say, you know what, Satan, I know you you have a plan for me in this. I'm going to step away. Thank you for sh- sharing your points. I'm going to step away. Something like this happened to me a while back where it's, it was clear we have different views. I now used a way of changing the conversation. I don't think the person noticed, but I used the way we have very different views on life and you know how to live our lives. And I changed the conversation, almost made it into a joke because I knew what the direction I was going, but I kept in my mind i kept that that okay this is the way i need to deal with this person i can't avoid this person because you know i'm around this person a lot but i need to find wisdom or else there's going to be conflict with this person and i can't afford that because i must maintain my inner peace and i must maintain my standing as an agent of peace yes we're going to have different beliefs because (laughs) and there's no we're believers and they are unbelievers but as it's up to you you control the situation, not them. 
you allow the Holy Spirit to control the situation, not Satan. You allow your emotions to be under your control and not Satan's control. So I was able to just change the situation, diffuse situation. Sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes walk away. Yes, you may seem like you have lost the argument. Do not allow your pride to make you stay in a place that will cause you to sin. Excuse yourself from that conversation. If someone is doing something that's rude or disrespectful, you can state that. I think what you're doing is very rude, disrespectful. I don't think, you know, it's wrong. I remember this happened, actually. Somebody, we were having an argument. There was a girl, she's she's still atheist, I believe. Um, and I was having a discussion with her, and I said, you know, the things you're saying with Christianity is just rude and disrespectful. And I left that conversation. I said, I'm not, I don't, I don't. And I, because I knew it was going to become an argument. And I stated how I felt. I allowed her to state what she wanted to say. And I did speak again, I just left. Because sometimes I want to do back and forth. I want to be the last person to speak. That's your pride. This pride will make you fall. Pride comes before a fall. We know this now. Put your pride aside. It's not about you being right. It's not about getting to silly quarrels. Leave it. Drop it. You know, after a while, people stop looking for your trouble because they're realizing what they're looking for, you can't give them. That thing that they're looking for, for you to vex, for you to flip, for you to act out of character. Once they've tried it once, twice, three times, like, ah, what's going on? Is this girl inhuman or is this spiritual thing actually real? This going to church, is it actually working for her? I, I say this quite often. It's not that I don't get angry. It's not that I don't, because even me, I'm trying to work on how I, you know, control my anger and how I, not that I lash out. I never lash out. And that's the issue. I never talk about how I feel. And then, or if I'm angry with someone and then, you know, it can cause me to just get angry at one small thing. And so I'm working on just expressing my my disdain for something in a very respectful manner one thing i always say is i will never give someone the opportunity to make me sin i will never give you power over my emotions and so even if you are looking for a fight with me i was maybe i was joking with my roommate one time she's like okay well don't you argue with people that people could try and argue with me i wouldn't allow myself to argue with you now i'm not saying i'm perfect at all do i still get into quarrels yes but it's very rare it's very rare that's the honest truth since I've been in this school, I can maybe count on one hand how many people I've argued with. I don't think it's up to five. I've been here for three years. It's going to three years now. And maybe the person I've argued with the most is my sister. <laughs> and, you know, we live in the same house. But in terms of anybody outside of my sister, I don't think I've argued with anybody else. So apart from my sister, I don't know anybody else. I don't know if, if it's even up to three. I'm sure I have. And even outside in my school, but as long as it's up to me, I'm not going to allow you to incite any kind of anger or any kind of reaction in me. I will never give you that power over me. I'd rather diffuse the situation, step back from the situation, maybe come back later and have that same discussion when everybody has calmed down. But we need to act in wisdom. Satan is working. He is walking up and down like a lion ready to devour he's waiting for you to make that mistake so that you can sin and he wants it to be public he wants it to be in front of unbelievers people that will tear you down the minute they get the opportunity to are you going to give them the opportunity all right guys thank you for coming to the end of the episode um i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i hope you guys you know <laughs> learn from it and are able to apply it to your lives or able to 
find the common ground, have, you know, these tough discussions to be able to hash things out. Sometimes you can actually hash these things out. It's not all the time that you need to walk away completely. As I said, you can come back, discuss it. You can calm the situation down. You guys may end up, you know, still being on good terms, which is even better. Even if it's an unbeliever, you can still be on good terms with the person. You don't have to be best friends, but you can be on good terms. You don't have to fully agree, but you can be on good terms. You can have peace with that person. Because at the end of the day, as I said before, nobody has ever said, I came to Christ because this person, had, I had an argument with him. I came to Christ because this person showed me an attribute of Christ because this person helped me understand who God is through their attitude because this person calmed down because this person was able to talk to me. Not shout at me, but talk to me. Okay, guys, so that's the end of today's, today's episode. Let me quickly get to editing, put this out for you guys. This is 3.58 a.m. Let's pray this gets out. Shall we get out early in Jesus' name? <laughs> I had some troubles finding a recording space. That's why I'm recording so late and I had to just improvise. But I thank God that the improvisation worked. It's good. It's it's great. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this. <laughs> All right, guys, so I'll be with you guys next week for the next episode soon. I will be going home and soon it will be the end of the year. And therefore soon I will be going on a mid-season finale break or mid-season break. But um, we'll, I'll go through. I don't know when. I don't know when, right? I may take the mid-season break when my exams are. So that gives me the opportunity to take the break when I know I need the break. (laughs) Which are my exams period. My exam period. So let me, let's see. Let's see what happens. But um, yeah, that's just coming up. Just to let you guys know. All right, guys. I have spoken enough. I'll be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing year. Have an amazing 2023. Bye, guys.